I suppose summertime is a good time for us to have scripture readings about hospitality because there's either people visiting us or we're visiting them. And uh, in these readings today, both the first reading and the gospel are really talking about hospitality. But it's not the kind of hospitality that's kind of a pretense. It's really about how our relationship is with each other. And the first reading that we have uh, from the Old Testament is an interesting one because so we've got Abraham's visitors and so these three visitors show up and and uh, they said well you know we'd like to have something to eat so um, he first goes to his wife Sarah would you whip up some rolls and then he goes and gets the fatted calf and they have this big meal and when they're all done the guy said well where's your wife and I thought she's probably still cleaning up the kitchen you know she didn't get invited to the table but then he says, so where is your wife? Well, this time next year when I come to visit, she's going to be pregnant. So that is kind of an interesting thing to keep in mind when you're entertaining people at your house uh, about what some of the consequences might be. Not really. But today's gospel that we pair with that about Martha and Mary is a great one for us to reflect upon because I think that sometimes it's kind of made an either-or thing and makes Martha out to be a bad person. So we understand just a little bit about what this account is about. So Martha and Mary were good friends of Jesus. Do you remember what her brother's name is? Lazarus, the one that Jesus raised from the dead, okay? So they're good friends. So this wasn't just a stranger stopping by. So there were uh, hospitality protocols in that culture, uh, not just getting them something to eat, but there were kind of things that were kind of required that everybody would do, and so she was attending to them. What we know is that he wasn't very happy about it. And so she was doing that stuff, and Martha was doing another kind of hospitality, which was sitting and have a conversation. Maybe you've had the experience before of visiting someplace, and they seemed, you seemed like an intrusion. They were too busy getting things ready and they couldn't sit down and, and there couldn't be any conversation. So they were really both doing hospitality, huh? but doing it in different ways. Sometimes this gospel is used to make a big distinction between being the, uh, an active life and a contemplative life or a prayer life and somebody who is in the world. But really as disciples, we're supposed to be both, huh? And so what do we get out of this? Well, usually what we do is we, we run to, to Jesus, to what he says, and that gives us some great insights. And so he didn't say to Martha, listen, you knucklehead, we're having a conversation here, leave me alone. No, he looked at her and he said, Martha, Martha, you know you're anxious and upset about many things. Only one is required. Mary has chosen, and this is the kicker, the better part the better part. So what does that mean? Well, I think that all of us have had experiences in our lives when we could have made a better decision. It wasn't always between right or wrong, but we look back in hindsight and we go, yeah, I could have spent more time, or yeah, I could have done this. There was a better way of doing it, okay? A better way. And Jesus' teaching is really full of lots of examples about not letting your life getting be overwhelmed by the cares of this world. It doesn't mean that we ignore them, but they shouldn't distract us. For example, some of the ones that I found in Scripture was uh, when they were taking uh, the early Christians in to be persecuted. He said, don't worry about what you are to say, for the words will be given you. Don't worry about it. Another time, 
they said, uh, do not worry on what you are to eat or what you are to wear. Or another time, I think it was the uh, sowing of the seed, he said, uh, in some places, uh, the seed is choked by the anxieties of riches and life. So what's the point? The point is that we can get distracted from what the essentials are, what the essentials are. And so how can we make the better decision? Hospitality is always about welcoming Christ. The Benedictines have, as part of their uh, beliefs and part of their rule, welcome every guest as Christ. So you don't know how God's going to come into your life. And so it's an openness, a hospitality, it's a receptivity that's really important. I'm reminded of a, of a story of an experience I had when I was teaching at Wallard and living at the cathedral in Dubuque. Downtown on Main Street, it's not open anymore, unfortunately, but there was a great little wine bar called the Grape Escape. It was a great place. Clean, people weren't wild and crazy. You could go down and have a glass of wine and have a conversation with people. One of the reasons that I like to go down there besides that is they had a great big grand piano and people could play it. And if there wasn't anybody playing that night, sometimes I'd do that. So it was a lot of fun. So I got to know there was a guy who, uh, who worked there, and he kept, every time I was in there, which wasn't that often, he'd say, oh, Father, I know I got to get to church. I know I got to get to church. I said, yeah, well, you know, remember, I have a cathedral is at 6.30 on Sunday nights. I know, I know. So one time I was in, and he said, you know, Father, I'm coming this Sunday. By the time we have closing time, I can get things cleaned up. I can lock up, make the bank deposit, and I'll be there. I said, great, I'll see you. So the following Sunday came, and... Frankly, I wasn't really thinking about it, but he didn't show up. And so a couple weeks later, I was downtown, and I saw him on the street. He goes, oh, Father, he said, I'm really sorry I didn't get there, but let me tell you what happened. He said, I was just getting ready, had the bank deposit ready, thought, great, I'm going to be able to get to church. And my buddy called and said that his wife just served divorce papers on him. And so I thought, go to Mass. Be with my buddy. Go to Mass. Be with my buddy. He said, I really thought I needed to be with him. And I said, you did. You did. In that situation, that was the better thing. The issue becomes if the better thing is always something else. So the thing about Mary sitting at the feet of Jesus is that that didn't become a substitute. It wasn't an either or. It doesn't say, well, I'm always doing something for everybody else and God can wait. It doesn't work that way. But in this given situation, I probably agreed with that guy. But this is the point, I think, for us. It's not about right or wrong. We get so caught up in that sometimes. Everything is black and white. And you know, good luck with that. Good luck with that. But I think what we're called to do, particularly as people of faith, is to do the better thing. The better thing. Nine times out of 10, that's going to be the most compassionate. Nine times out of 10, that's going to be the thing that really Christ would help us to do. If we engage him in this, Lord, what should I do in this? You'll, you'll get the answer. What's the better thing to do? So I think as we listen to this great, great account of Jesus visiting Martha and Mary, and he didn't say, oh, Martha, you're wound a little bit too tight. He said, yeah, you got a lot of things on your mind. Mary chose the better one. Let's us work at practicing the better.